Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Good day, everyone. Good day. I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van. I host Wealth Academy podcast. And remember our mantra, wealth is more than just money. We not only need money for certain things that we have in life, but we also need peace in our life, love, joy, happiness. We need relationships, friends, family, colleagues, and much, much more. Glad you could be with me today. And of course, this is National Financial Literacy Month, and it's day seven. And on day seven, I will be talking about banking and you. You may think you know some things about banking, but what I share with you today is going to really flip the switch for you. So thank you for being with me. And this is going to be a full 30-day series because an in salute of National Financial Literacy Month. And it's something that I want everyone to be able to walk away with at least one or two new things each day as a result of this series. I want you to become financially literate because we know that there is an illiterate financial illiteracy pandemic taking place not only in the U.S., but around the world. And we know this by the amount of debt that people have on their credit cards and living paycheck to paycheck. And people want to get off of that hamster wheel. And so this is my contribution to helping people to do that. And so this is going to be episode 214. 213 was yesterday with Vince Schraub. And um, he provided a wonderful, wonderful uh, breakdown on why people should become financial literacy. Of course, Vince, he also is the founder and CEO of the National Financial Educators Council. And uh, it was great to have him on. So go out to episode 213 and listen to Vince Shore. He's doing outstanding work in the US and around the world. So if you're ready, I'm ready. We're gonna go on and kick into today's episode. And what I want you to do in terms of the objectives for today is to look at the benefits of using a checking account, determine which checking account is best for you, and identify the steps involved in opening a checking account. And this all may same sound rudimentary, but there's a lot more to it than, than uh, you, you know already. And then you can also look at adding and withdrawing money from a checking account and then reconciling a check register with the bank statement. You know, the assumption is made that everyone knows this, but to be honest with you, everyone is not aware of this. There are some people that still do not have checking accounts or savings account. They don't bank. A lot of people may be from the internationally. I can remember when I worked on the uh, Maryland Governor's Commission, and it was the Financial Working Group, and we were working with people from Africa, from Israel. We were working with people from all over the world, and the people did not have banking and checking accounts because the countries they were in, they were not something that they have as an option for a lot of people because they don't trust the banks. 
I understand that sometimes. <laughs> but one thing about a checking account, when you open one, uh, it, it lets you write checks and use a debit card if, if you prefer to have that to pay bills and make purchases. But let me give you a little bit of history on banks. You know, banks uh, really don't exist without you and me. In other words, uh, banks, if we don't deposit monies, then they cannot receive reserves on the amount that we deposit. And as our money goes into the bank, let's say, for example, $1,000, that $1,000 is lent to other commercial industries, is lent to other people. And so the bank makes money off of our money. So without our money, the bank doesn't exist. And they get reserves of, of say, $10 million so that they can lend more and people can use it commercially for business and people can use it as personal loans. So a bank does not exist without you. And that's why it's important that if you do bank, do some research on the particular uh, bank that you work with. And again, as I stated before, for a checking account, it helps you position you to deposit money in the bank from the hard earned money you earn, and then being able to take that. And if you have a bill, let's say an electric bill or a gas bill, then you can write a check or use a debit card to pay that off and or to make purchases. And so what are some benefits of checking accounts is convenience, it's the cost, better money management, and it's more safe. In other words, it's convenient because once you establish that bank account, and let's say you have deposits going in each pay period, direct deposit, then you know that money is there, but you want to check it. And based on the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, uh, they will cover your, your monies up to $250,000. So if you have more than that, you have to go to another bank so it'd be protected in cases hacked or something of that nature. And then uh, it's, it's a benefit because of the cost is, is very inexpensive. If you go to a federal credit union, uh, it really doesn't cost you anything because they don't you don't pay for checks and the deposit, the only deposit you need to make is $5 to even open an account. But with a regular bank, they may have a minimum deposit amount. Let's say if you have less than $1,500 in the bank account, they, there will be a charge assessed for anything that goes $1,499 and below. So you want to make sure you're with a bank that does not charge you for minimum deposit that must be on hand. And the same thing goes for savings accounts as well. And it also provides better money management because nowadays you can actually go online and be able to monitor your account 24 seven, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And then for safety, I, could you imagine if you had say $10,000 and you're walking around with $10,000 in your pocket. Now I've heard cases of people walking in Washington DC and some people in from the immigrant community. And again, the, the individual did not have a relationship with a bank. So he's walking around with thousands of dollars and people knew he had this amount of money in his pocket. And you know what happened? He was robbed. So uh, again, having the benefits of a checking account is safety as well. Now, uh, checking accounts, it gives you a quick and easy access to your money. Uh, you can go to an ATM and uh, you can withdraw money. And then uh, it lets you provide those direct deposit from your payroll, as I mentioned earlier, which I think is one of the most genius things that ever happened as long as you monitor your money. 
Never take for granted that because the money is supposed to be deposited, that it's going to you because there can be some unscrupulous banks out here. I'm not going to call any names, uh, and but I can say that they were actually setting up accounts for people and the people didn't even request them to set up accounts and then they were taking money off the top. And so it became really a scheme within the bank. Imagine that. And then you, it eliminates the need to carry a lot of cash. As I stated before, there was an individual who was robbed because people knew that he carried large sums of money. He worked hard, but he didn't want to leave it, I guess, where he lived. Uh, and then he didn't want to open up a bank account, probably because he was not aware of it. So uh, from that standpoint, uh, we can understand something like that may happen. Uh, another thing is when you're using a checking account, it's usually less expensive than using other services to cash checks or buy money order. Uh, when people go into that check cashing, that's a large sum that's taken off the top. I've never used it, but I've read a little bit on it. And uh, if you buy money, money orders, you still have to pay for that as well. Depending on your situation, if you have loved ones overseas, uh, I can understand uh, perhaps using it that way. But for the most part, uh, you don't uh, want to be uh, getting uh, money orders. And then for a better money management, having a checking account lets you keep a record of your transactions. And you can also build a positive relationship with the bank. So in case one day you need a personal loan or you want to get a business loan or, or checking accounts or credit cards, uh, by having a good relationship with the bank really pays dividends, literally. And then it's safer than carrying large sums of cash. It protects your checks and check card if they're lost or stolen. And it means your money is insured up to the maximum amount allowed by law, which I mentioned earlier, it's $250,000. And so how do you find the right checking account? Uh, and the bottom line is this, you comparison shop banks. So some common bank fees include money service fees, uh, minimum balance fees, and automated teller machines, uh, user have user fees attached to them and overdraft fees. And then you can have stock payment fees. I had an incident where I was using a debit card to go to the grocery store and I, I would see different charges at the end of the, of the month. And those charges were, it was an international grocery store. And as a result, there was a fee applied each time I used the debit card. So once I talked to my bank about that, they explained it to me. Now I use the credit card instead of the debit card because it's safer and you won't have additional fees applied to you. And the fact that there was additional fees, it was never, uh, I never saw anything stating that that would happen from the, the grocery store itself. So uh, when a checking account isn't right for you is when you don't write many checks, number one, uh, you tend to bounce checks. That's number two. And it happens. And you can't find a checking account for which you can maintain the minimum balance. And uh, I say, again, you want to look at your credit unions because they, they're more for the people in terms of the local community. And uh, so what happens is uh, you want to make sure uh, that you pay close attention and read the fine print. So the types of checking accounts include free low cost checking, electronic ATM checking, regular checking and interest bearing check-ins, which gives you little or nothing. What do you need to do to set up your checking account? You need some photo ID, a state ID card, like a driver's license or just one for ID itself. Social security number or individual uh, tax identification number and a deposit. 
and the bank or credit union reviews your checking account history to make sure that you will be a responsible customer and no one is trying to steal your identity to open an account. And a signature card uh, is a document that identifies and contains the signature of the owner of, of your account, which is you. And two ways to use money in your checking account is to write a check and use electronic banking. And uh, steps to write in a check is to make sure you have enough money in your account. Hey, hey you want to have enough money in there. Complete, complete the blank spaces on the check and record the transaction in your check register because you don't want to have an overdraft, which will cost you $20, $30, even $40. Electronic banking uses computers to move money into and, and from your account. It includes debit card transaction, electronic bill pay, and ATM transactions. A debit card lets you deposit cash into, into and withdraw it from your checking account, make purchases at retail locations, and the money is immediately taken out of your account. And uh, so this is really uh, what I really want to share with you today, because I know that a lot of people do have uh, checking accounts, but they may not know all the things to go along with it. Uh, a little bit more electronic bill pay, a service that, that automatically takes money out of your account to pay your bills. You don't have to pay postage. You don't have to worry about late payments. And you can also use bill pay to make payments to businesses which, to which you owe money. So uh, it's really a great way. And there are different ways with the checking account for deposit is cash or check deposit using the teleservice, ATM deposit, deposit by mail, or direct deposit, deposit itself. You always sign the back of your check. And ATM deposits are similar to making an ATM withdrawal. You use a special deposit envelope. Remember to get a receipt. So uh, this is what I want to talk about today. And remember, you're going to always get a checking account statement. It's a record of all transactions made during the preceding month, including cash checks, all withdrawal. To me, this is good because it also helps set you up for setting your taxes. And you also want to reconcile your checking account to make sure everything is accurate. Uh, over the last few uh, days, I've been checking my account, bank account, and I found some items on there I was charged that I was not aware of. So I called the bank and they sent it to the fraud department. I get my money back. I'm issued a new card and everybody's happy, especially me. <laughs> All right. So uh, the next thing I want to talk about is you want to avoid bad or non-sufficient funds. Uh, check you right when there aren't enough money in your checking account to cover it. And the consequences of it is bad check fees, negative activity reported, bank closes your account, silver in our criminal prosecution could also uh, be the case. So uh, what I talked about today as a part of financial literacy month, day seven, banking and you. We may assume that we know everything about banking and checking accounts and all the, the backstory behind it, but there's a lot more to it. And nowadays you have to be very careful because there are some banks that are, uh, they're online only banks and some people have actually lost money dealing with them. The, the fees and everything are low because there's not a lot of overhead for a lot of employees, but there is always risk involved. So again, this takes care of episode number 214 as a part of the National Financial Literacy Month. My name is Paul Lawrence Van. Thank you so much. And I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. And remember, banking and you go hand in hand. Take good care. Thanks for listening to Wealth day. Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
to get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching in addition to resources associated with this podcast. Email Paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.